You're listening to The Real Resistance Podcast, brought to you by the First Amendment, protected by the Second. A common refrain among anti-religious political factions is the financial corruption of faith leaders. People like Joel Osteen, who built a super church, drive supercars, and live in super mansions. Yes, he makes most of his money from book sales and paid appearances, but that success is centered on his ministry. The ministry created the man who creates the wealth, and at what point is it enough? It's a fair question, and I don't entirely disagree about it. If you are in it for the faith, and the good it can do, you certainly don't need to be a barefooted mystic living in a cave. But mega mansions, high-end cars, and lavish living is, in my mind, a fraudulent misuse, a fiscal abuse of your influence. If there's a good reason for a man of any cloth to be living with that amount of excess, well, the optics are not great. Every extra dime you spend on more square feet after you get to the point of living comfortable is cash. You could have invested in private job training programs to help people into a cycle of self-support instead of dependency. You could feed a few more folks who are hungry. Open or support a homeschool or private school or tutoring or just provide scholarships to kids for any or all of those. Help a guy or gal get into rehab and provide support to keep them clean. Save an unborn baby, maybe pay for the adoption for loving parents. Organize more work parties to clean streets and counsel the homeless. Marriage counseling and relationship support. Teach men and women to be husbands and wives, to be fathers and mothers. I'm not saying charity isn't handouts, though there is some of that in the beginning. I'm talking about more vehicles or pathways that help people help themselves. And since we're talking faith-based, aren't these all opportunities to spread the ministry? Pay it forward all the way to salvation? Isn't this that thing you do? And maybe folks like the Austins do a lot of that. Maybe more than anyone else. I have no idea. But given the way they live, how much more of their so much more would do that much more? It's not just about optics. The faithful have built schools, hospitals, orphanages, universities, adoption centers, and places to care for the poor. Things increasingly abdicated to the power of a state, which does them poorly, at an exponentially higher price. That brings me to the effing hypocrisy by the pro-government secular humanists and their water carriers. The government first, people. While they may have a point about pastors of megachurches, a great many are the other sort living with less to help others achieve more. But even if they were not, the secular humanist alternative, more government, is much worse. Giving to a church is optional. There is peer pressure to provide financial support, but no one with a gun will ever come to you and demand that you contribute to that cause. The government takes taxes from you whether you want to pay or not, and whether you support the services it funds or not. Sure, there are a few shared interests that people will need to fund, but no one is disputing that. That's not even my point. The problem begins with the government's use of the law and the threat of force, or the use of actual force through policy, to interject itself into places where it has no business being. Doing things that free people can and will do better, more effectively, and for less, using money people donated freely. Inevitable mission creep expands that government interference, pushing private, especially faith-based interests out, creating disincentives for private persons or businesses or organizations to even support or engage in charities, 
then that's a problem. But the true effing problem is this. The government taxes at will against our will. It takes its tithing by force. But it is also taxing people not yet born, who have yet to earn a dime, who are tithing today for things that may not even be when they finally get around to being born or before they earn their first dollar. If it is disgusting, unethical, or even criminal for a church leader to spend money they ask for and receive voluntarily on themselves instead of their supposed mission, how is it not exponentially worse that members of Congress or their donors or supporters are getting rich, or at least enriched, on money taken from people who won't be born for generations and can't even vote to allow it or object in the first place? These elected officials are saddling them with trillions in obligations over which they had absolutely no say, resigning them to a form of perpetual slavery at the hands of ancestors they may never meet, in debt to desires they never had or benefits they never got, and to foreign nations with competing interests. Not a word of say did they have, no opportunity to protest for or against, or to cast a ballot either way. They have no voice and no choice as politicians and activists, the effing hypocrites, double and triple down on the practice. Talk about a voting rights problem.